on today's Into Your Head 7 Year Anniversary Podcast Edition Extravaganza. Uh, oh, we got something about cats avoiding hot day scams, life as an OCD clergyman, a new invention regarding eggshells, uh, something about monkey nut diplomacy, and lots more. I know what you're thinking there, Uh, you're thinking, has the show started yet? Uh, Should we even be calling it a show? For Christ's sake, it's a podcast. Some fella sitting in his room on a sweltering hot day in the beginning of the middle of July. uh, Or the, oh, the middle of the beginning of July. What is it? The 6th of July. The 6th of July. Sweltering hot day on the 6th of July. Uh, see this fella sitting in here uh, with a brown bottle containing water. It's a beer bottle from a homebrew kit, but it's only ever been used for water. Because it turns out it's far easier to make water than it is to make beer at home. Uh, although, I know once you've made the beer, you can translate that into water quite easily. But that's not what we're going for here. I'm not stuck on some fucking desert island where I have to recycle my homebrew as water. Uh, water myself with piss the bestie what we're talking about here let's be frank what we're talking about here is drinking piss uh, no that's not for me if you're one of those people who drinks your own urine uh, dang I'm sure you have only the best of motives and you mean well uh, but no it's not for me uh, don't go offering me any of it and I won't go offering you any of mine to you although I did once uh, if I remember rightly I did once try and uh, market a product called Golden Shower in a bottle as a part of an Irish uh, rainwater bottled export business idea. Never really took off. Uh, made the labels and all. Oh, they were great. Uh, Irish misery for rainwater and Golden Shower was a spin off that involved urine. And then there was air in a bottle. Well, it turns out someone's already doing the air in a bottle thing. And then I had. Uh, omnipresence there was a bottle with god in it and uh, now a lot of this a lot of this would be considered dodgy uh, i never didn't have never really got off the ground so don't worry didn't do anything dodgy uh, just gave a consider it's not illegal to think about stuff you know to churn through ideas in your head uh, i can tell you the best way to get the head churning is to drink a bit of water mm. that's uh, disgusting tap water from my hard water area uh, but I put it through a filter I spent half a freaking day uh, putting it through filters and getting it into beer bottles and into the fridge and then out of the fridge and then up into my office and then onto my desk and then into my mouth uh, we just heard the last part of that uh, this is like one of those discovery channels how, how it works things from back when the discovery channel used to make uh discovery type stuff they used to make a program showing stuff being made in a factory 
you'd say oh here's the production line isn't it great uh, here's how they break open an egg to make egg whites they basically smash it against a spoon and they empty the yolks into one side and the whites into the other and the shells go off to make a byproduct called egg shells uh, there's, a, there's an idea now has anyone ever thought of marketing an entire uh, front door mat made out of egg shells you can say oh ho oh, oh, ho come in here and you're walking on egg shells quite literally uh, wouldn't that be something it's probably being done every time you think of all of these things it's been done it's been done if it's just popped into my mind that means it's probably been done already in another parallel there's another parallel universe where I've just thought of that too but time is condensed and I've spent already in the past three seconds of this universe I've spent 20 years in the other universe developing that and becoming the man who made the eggshell carpets that turned out to be very easy to clean or something uh, isn't it absolutely fantastic so don't say i don't get anything done uh, during this uh, during this uh, thing that i do here i get shit done i can tell you i get shit done uh, not in a bad way either uh, anyway no don't be drinking piss anyway hello and welcome to the show Two particularly warm days of an Irish summer walk into a bar. One of the particularly warm days of an Irish summer goes straight up to the bar counter. And the man behind the bar says, oh, I see there's just the two of you this year. Is that right? Uh, sure, what's new? And a uh, uh, particularly warm day of an Irish summer says, that's true, that's true. It would be a shame to spend it locked indoors trying to make a podcast, wouldn't it? And the man behind the bar says, ah, but what about your duties, uh, your responsibilities and your duties? And the day, the particularly hot day of an Irish summer says, I'm not a duty, I'm just a, I'm just a frigging temperature. I'm not even a, I'm not even a person i've no responsibilities in that role and the man behind the bar says oh we have sausage rolls on today would you like a sausage roll and the customer whose name is too difficult to remember every time says uh, no thank you no thank you very much indeed what i would like though is a pint of your finest guinness please and the man behind the bar says oh i'm sorry we don't serve your type around here and the particularly warm Irish summer says and why not and the man behind the bar says uh, because there's so few of you and when there's a very small number of any uh, type of person or community uh, we're all afraid of them and since there's only two or three of you in a year uh, we're particularly afraid of you you're the, you're the equivalent of the people who the weekly world news showed a photograph looking down at them pointing uh, bows and arrows up at heli- helicopters uh, with fire on them a couple years ago to us and uh, uh, oh the particularly warm Irish summer says now if you don't mind me saying so I think that's a bit of an overstatement an overstatement a statement over well and over and above what is necessary and correct 
an exaggeration, if you will. And the man behind the bar says, Oh, I agree, I agree. Don't shoot the messenger, especially not with your bows and arrows. Ho, 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 that's a little joke for you to break the ice and uh, break the... Uh, and the uh, customer says, Don't put any fucking ice in my Guinness or I can tell you, you'll soon see my bow and arrow coming out if I have one, which I'm not saying I do. Uh, again, I'm just a temperature. And, uh, and the man behind the bar says, If I give you ice, that would... Uh, that would fuck up your temperature rightly, wouldn't it? And the customer says, that's exactly the point. Don't put any ice in my Guinness. You're not supposed to anyway. It's not supposed to have ice in it. The only situation in which ice will come anywhere near Guinness is if you're out at an outdoor picnic and you keep the cans of Guinness in a freaking, uh, oh, in a barrel full of iced water. That's the nearest you're going to get. Uh, not, a, uh, not a millimeter closer than that. Because uh, if you do, you're asking for trouble, I can tell you. Not from me, I'm not threatening you, I'm not going to cause you any trouble. Uh, what's that song? I don't want to cause no fuss, no fuss. I don't want to cause no fuss, no fuss. But will you come home with us, with us? <laughs> And the man behind the bar says, that's an obscure uh, Saw Doctors hit from the 90s, isn't it? From shortly after their peak. It was one of their smaller hits. That wouldn't be of any... Uh, that would mean nothing to the international community listening to this, I think you'll find. And uh, uh, the temperature says, oh, I think you'll find you're correct about that. But you can't be kowtowing to the international listenership all the time. Uh, just because almost everyone who listens to this is foreign in one way or the other uh, including your man from Cork your man from Cork who listens to this he's as foreign as be damned he comes out of Cork takes a right turn and he says Christ I'm in oh I'm in Jackie land now uh, as he calls uh, non uh, non anyone within an arse's war of Dublin if I remember rightly he called he accused this host of being a Jackie recently on Twitter and uh, uh, the man behind the bar says what host I've lost you there I've lost you there and the customer says you've lost the host have you well it's a good job you didn't take up a career as a priest isn't it you'd be dropping the host left right and centre you'd have to re-bless it five times every time you dropped it and imagine if you were OCD on top of that he'd drop it by accident again he'd have to drop it another three times to balance it up and then another 12 times to bring that up to 16 and then you'd have to count up all the extra blessings you do Christ that would be annoying and the man behind the bar says, oh, you've a great imagination, haven't you? Uh, and a uh, uh, particularly warm uh, Irish July day says, indeed I do. Uh, you have to be when you're me. Monkey nuts, that's what they call them. They call them big steaming piss piling uh groundbreaking do not break the ground they probably do depending what the ground consists of i suppose underneath a monkey nut tree i suppose it would have to be fairly solid by the because the chances are the ground underneath a monkey nut tree is filled up with monkey nut tree roots uh roots growing everywhere roots that have taken hold enough to hold up a tree that's been lasting long enough to make a monkey nut or two uh, so by definition 
Uh, we're not groundbreaking. No, monkey nuts are not groundbreaking. Uh, but that's an unfair test because if you're testing them as they fall, then you're testing them on the ground underneath them. Uh, but if you were to take that monkey nut out of its natural environment, carefully pluck it, and carry it carefully to another environment where the ground is softer, you might be able to break the ground there with it. And then you'd have a groundbreaking monkey nut. Because uh, if you're going to measure monkey nuts, if you're going to have an industry standard for strength of monkey nut, which I presume they have nowadays with European Commission regulations, e European Union directives, international food standards and all the rest of it. I'm sure there's a uh, there's a standard definition of how strong a monkey has to mon no monkey nut has to be before you can mark it as a monkey nut. Uh, so they probably have a specific level of ground strength and you have to drop it from a certain height and if it survives without breaking uh, then it's not a groundbreaking monkey nut which unusual for that word usually when you call things groundbreaking it means they're a good thing they're an advancement for society uh, but no oh don't wait no that's wrong no if they break the ground it's if the monkey nut breaks that's when it's a bad thing but if the monkey nut breaks the ground and the monkey nut is intact then that's a groundbreaking monkey nut uh, they're probably going to have to have a new level for it then they'll say to the EU yes I know we're, so, we're happy to call these monkey nuts under the standard definition but we would argue that what we've come up with has a stronger variety of monkey nuts so we need a new category so that we can charge these as premium monkey nuts and then you spend another 8 years for the European Union to look into it and have 85 people sitting around the European Parliament with translators and one fellow will be leading in saying to the other fellow what's that fellow saying and the other fellow will say oh he's translating what you're saying for me you don't need to listen to him and the other fellow will say oh you probably missed what he's saying now sorry about that and the first fellow will say to the translator what's this fellow saying to me and the translator will say I was something about monkey nuts and then he asks what, what am I talking about and he'll say well what are you talking about and he'll say uh, I was translating what was being said by the speaker down there who's now staring at the three of us in fury and he's come to a standstill so at least that gives me a bit of time to catch up on the translation uh, but I can tell you uh, they're not going to think well of us they're, they're to be avoided at the lunch canteen I can tell you and one of the gentlemen for whom this stuff is being translated says, I thought you were supposed to be the translator. You're supposed to just stand there stoically and directly translate the words that you're required to translate and not have any words of your own. You're supposed to be a non-person uh, for the purposes of this event. Is that not the case? Uh, you're not supposed to be engaging me in conversation. Is that not correct? And the translator doesn't reply. And the man says, I think I've made my point here. And the translator says, bleh, 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 bleh. And the man says, who are you translating for? And went to what language? And the translator said, and the man says, answer me. And the translator says, and the man says, Christ. 
and the translator says, oh, I'm sorry, I can't translate profanities. And the man says, are you saying that the name of my uh, my God who I worship in all good faith is a profanity? And the translator says, no, sir, I'm not saying that at all. I just have a list here of words that I'm advised against translating in case they cause offence in uh, within the, uh, because there are, there are only, there are limits to what translating can do and you can get the wrong methods across and cause all sorts of diplomatic issues such as the one we're having now for example this is a class A example wouldn't you say and the man says oh, I wouldn't say anything of the sort it's not for me to say and the translator says exactly it's not for you to say so I won't say it on your behalf in another language and we'll avoid all sorts of problems uh, well admittedly there's a lot of problems already in the last few minutes that we've succeeded in not advo- avoiding and the man says what do you mean succeeded in not avoiding we were trying to avoid them and the man says no we were supposed to be trying to avoid them but we didn't try hard enough to avoid them uh, but we've learned from that now we all learn from our mistakes and the man says I don't make any mistakes I'm a politician I don't make mistakes translate that there I don't make mistakes and the translator says monkey cat and the the man says I heard you add the word monkey cat at the end of that and the translator says oh don't worry that means an entirely different thing in the other language there and the politician says it better be and the translation says oh you can be damn sure to Christ as hell that it does and the the man says how come you're allowed to say Christ and the translator says I'm not I'm not allowed to say anything I can only say what you say say what the people ask me to say uh, my hands are tied metaphorically as to what I can say uh, though that's a good point there I shouldn't have said Christ although did I say Christ or did I say something Christ did I just use the syllable Christ as part of a word I can't remember anyway point no had point taken on board and the politician says good uh, good because we'll have a bit of manners round here if you don't mind and uh, oh the uh, what you call it says oh I don't mind at all I don't have lights a song isn't that Bob Geldof I don't mind mind at all. I don't mind if the cookie crumbles. I don't mind if the nation crumbles. I don't mind if something, something. I don't mind at all. Oh! Oh, I don't mind at all. And the politician says, that's all very entertaining and all, but we're at a meeting here. Would you mind having a bit of decorum? And the translator says, certainly, sir. Uh, Would you like me to translate the song for the rest of the thing? And the man says, no, uh, we're not. We're supposed to be listening to that man down there speaking who's still staring at us. So let's shut up now. And a great night is had by all. Two cats walk into a particularly warm Irish summer day. Uh, One of the cats goes straight up to the bar counter. 
and says, oh, I wonder, does this form part of the day or is a place different from a point in time? There's a question for you. And furthermore, is a point in time separate from a, a point of good weather? Uh, can we be in a warm, sunny day and not be in a bar and yet be in the same day? That's, oh, Christ, my head's going to explode now. And the other cat says, uh, remember, remember when in doubt... Remember, remember when in doubt, ah, fuck, can't remember, Uh, something about us being cats, I think that's what we're, yes, we're supposed to remember when in doubt, ah, this is what was taught to me as a kitten anyway, Uh, when you find yourself thinking too much, uh, just stop and lick yourself and blank out, and both of the cats stop and lick themselves and blank out, and then when they're finished licking themselves, uh, one of them says, oh, it's a particularly nice day out, Uh, we go up to the bar counter if there happens to be one handy we look for one uh, maybe there's one in a nearby bar and the other cat says oh that's a good idea that's a good idea and they both go into a bar and the man behind the bar says how may i help you sir and or madam and the cat says uh, one of the cats anyway says you can help me by telling me what day it is and the man behind the bar says what day what is and the cat says uh, I don't know I just wanted to know what day it is I thought you could just ask what day it is and you'd be able to find out what day it is and the man behind the bar says you can indeed uh, but what day is it that you're asking about and both cats just stop and start licking themselves and a moment later one of them comes back to life and says uh, point at your finest Guinness please and the man behind the bar uh, realising what he's dealing with says certainly and what day would you like it to be when you have that on and uh, both of the cats start licking themselves again and the man behind the bar says oh I've got two of them here now and then he starts oh he starts doing up Guinnesses like there's no tomorrow uh, he makes 10 pints of guinness and the cats finish licking themselves and look up and the man behind the bar says here you are here's your 10 pints of guinness that you asked for uh, that'll be 1279 euros please and the cat says certainly young man uh what day did you think that we were born was it yesterday and the man behind the bar says oh christ and the cat says uh, we're not as stupid as the, we look you know I don't even think we look stupid in fact that's part of the advantage we don't look stupid at all we look cute uh, although you can look stupid and cute I suppose you could look like you're a bit dim uh, but also look cute or you could look uh, stupid as in having your head on the wrong side of your neck or something you could look ridiculous that's not the same as looking stupid and uh, the elephant man for example there were some who would claim that the elephant man looks stupid for you be damn sure that Christ as hell he wasn't and that's what you're dealing with here young man trying to scam us trying to scam us into purchasing 20 pints of not that I'd have anything against 20 pints of Guinness uh, if I thought I could drink them before they go flat and the man behind the bar says Guinness doesn't go flat it's not one of those fizzy beers it just goes all disgusting after a while Uh, all you need is another 18 cats to share with you or maybe another 58 or so because uh, quite frankly uh, if you drink if you drink uh, Guinness 
the same rate you drink milk, you're going to need a lot more cats to get that out of the way. Would you like me to hire you a cat temp agency and we get in a hundred cats in here to help you with this Guinness that you're buying? And the cat says, uh, oh, no, thank you, because we're not buying it, you fucking idiot, you, you fucking piece of shit scumbag. I'm going to round up all the... I'm going to round up all our friends and we're going to come in here and jump in your face and attack you with claws. And we're going to get all our spear artificial claws out and scrape your head off. That's what you're going to do. And then we'll see who looks cute. Because it won't be us and it won't be you. Uh, in fact, we'll have taken the word cute out of the vocabulary around here. Uh, the only word in your vocabulary will be what the fuck happened here? And tell you then, you well, next time someone asks you what day it is, you give them a proper straight answer. And uh, that's how calendars were invented. Into your head. You're listening to the Into Your Head podcast from Ireland with your humble proprietor, Neil. Follow Neil at twitter.com slash into your head pod and pretend to like him at facebook.com slash into your head podcast. Are you a cat, or do you know somebody who might be? Then tell yourself about Matchstick Cats, Neil's webcomic. Brand new episodes at IntoYourHead.com. I've always been a great believer in the dictum. Never put off until tomorrow. Uh. Anything that doesn't need to be done. If it doesn't need to be done, just strike it off right now. Cross it off right now and I won't annoy you again. You'll feel a sense of it. As soon as you see something on your to-do list that doesn't need to be there, you have a have a That's why you review your to-do list every day and you have a look. And if you see an item there that says, Oh, do such a thing. And then you realise, Oh, events have changed since I wrote this list. That's a thing that doesn't need to be do do on anymore well the first thing you do there is cross that off and that'll give you a sense of uh, uh satisfaction albeit inappropriate satisfaction because it's something that you've gotten away with rather than something that you've achieved uh you've cleared something off the list that doesn't need to be there anymore uh thanks to oh thanks to the advancement of time which is not something you should be able to take credit for and you can't so don't get too all don't get all too high and mighty and cocky about it for just to uh, take satisfaction. I suppose you could take a bit of satisfaction in good list management and reviewing your list every day and keeping it up to date but that's not a massive achievement so don't be going thinking you're great now because you, uh, you're able to manage a I can manage, I can manage a list and dig out my eye telephone and open up and I, I'm sure I have an app on here somewhere where I can make lists I do, it's called email you don't need an app to make a list, you need a freaking blank sheet or a blank screen and the facility to type letters and numbers onto it. You don't need a freaking list app. Uh, the, le- the Leaning Tower of Pizza, I can tell you, didn't need an app to start listing. No, no, it just relied on the, the movement of the rocks underneath it in a faulty manner, uh, causing it to nearly topple over and scare the living Jesus Christ out of everyone who lived near it. Uh, of course, people still go to see it. The Leaning Tower of Pizza 
Pisa in Italy is falling over, has been leaning over for hundreds of years, and people consider this a tourist attraction. They say, oh, let's go see that faulty building. I can show them faulty buildings around here. Uh, all over Ireland, uh, there are housing estates that were abandoned as their builders went bur- went bust uh, towards the beginning of their recession. I could show them all sorts of badly built, half-built houses that are going to have to be demolished, uh, holes that weren't covered up properly. Uh, but oh, no, you get off on your plane and you go and see the great leaning tower of pizza. It's nothing great about that at all. I believe they took action to straighten it up a bit a few years ago, uh, just to slow it down a bit. They're, they're slowing down the advancement, of the natural advancement of time. Uh, there was a thing the other day out uh, showing what would happen if uh, humans disappeared off the face of the earth. Uh, what would be the case? What would happen after 20 years? What would happen after 50 years? Uh, after 100 years, Big Ben in, uh, in uh, London would crumple to the ground. Uh, some skyscrapers would last 80 years. Uh, some Something or other would be covered in clay by such a year. Oh, absolutely fantastic. It's great seeing what would happen to us when we're all gone and seeing how the so-called Mother Earth would manage without us. She wouldn't manage it at all. She'd be rightly fucked. You'd say, who the fucking hell is going to... Uh, who's going to clear the paths for the animals to walk everywhere now? They're going to have to just uh, walk through nettles. They're going to have, all have swollen feet from walking through nettles and they're not going to be able to spread their seeds for the... Uh, oh, whatever animals spread seeds for and the trees. I can tell you, uh, nature would rightly break down the minute we were gone. Uh, I can tell you, as we come reliant on us, uh, who'd feed the cats for one thing? Well, I know I would. Well, I wouldn't be here under this scenario. Uh, something uh, something which, incidentally, I object to. Uh, I object to me not being here under this scenario. I want to see it all happen. I want to see what happens when humanity isn't here. And uh, obviously that will involve me not being here. Well, surely I can watch it from a distance somewhere through a dome. Uh, we could have some sort of a... Maybe there's a computer program we can have there. We can have a look at it. Uh, isn't that the thing that I was talking about at the beginning of this segment? Someone did some sort of a computer stimulation. Or maybe it was more like just a list of things that he thinks would happen over the next couple of years were, uh, were humanity to disappear. Which I suppose is the same as a computer simulation, assuming he typed it up on his computer. Uh, which knowing, uh, knowing the young people of today, he probably did. Every young thing gets typed up on a computer now. Uh, there's no more... Uh, there's no more getting out a piece of paper and writing with your hand or with an implement on you. In the old days, before they invented paper, you used to have to, uh, used to, have to inject the top of your finger with uh, blood and have the blood flow down through your fingernail, under the corner of your fingernail. And that's how you write onto a bit of uh, wood or a bit of stone. You'd have uh, sometimes your own blood, but if you had a lot of writing to do, people would donate blood for this. And you'd, oh, you'd get something sharp uh, you'd get the you get the blood tr- flowing in through just at the bend at the top of your 
your finger and you'd have it go down just under your skin and flowing out under your fingernail and you get a nice little direction on it flowing if you do it properly. Uh, people had to be very skilled at this. Uh, so the ones who weren't good at it uh, helped out by supplying blood because you can't have one person giving all their blood for everything. Uh, even if it's for something as a... Of course nowadays no. Where we, com- we complain if we have to spend 80 euros on a frigging drink cartridge once a month. We say oh that's too much. They're blood suckers. Uh, they're blood sucking the blood from us. They're sucking the blood from our very beings. They are not. They're making you replace the cartridges in a machine at the other side of your office and you've probably got a secretary doing it for you. Uh, so get up off your high horse and go and take a running jump for yourself. Oh, uh, it's funny you should mention yesterday. Uh, yesterday, uh, in my time zone anyway, was the 5th of July, uh, the day after July 4th. Uh, July 4th being a, a day of celebration for Americas worldwide. Uh, Americans all over the world celebrate the 4th of July. Uh, well, I celebrate the 5th of July. Just didn't celebrate it very well this year. Uh, but this year, the 5th of July, is the 7th year anniversary of this podcast. Podcast. Uh, this uh, this piece of the podcastual arts made its debut on the oh, on the fifth of July two thousand and something. Uh, only ten minutes remains of the original pilot episode, uh, which is just as well because it's a pile of crap. It's a pile of pure unmitigated drivel. Uh, but suffice to say, if you want to hear old shows uh, from back before I reached my prime, uh, just go to intoyourhead.com/extras and you can listen to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes from my past uh, my past and your that's the same past with a hundred different timelines here everything I did in my past uh, also occurred in your past as well you just weren't aware of it yet and if you're not aware of it, uh, that's just as they say on TV it's not a rerun if you haven't heard it before. Uh, so, if you want to hear reruns, uh, go listen to intoyourhead.com slash extras. It's a separate feed. It's like having a separate pipe feeding stuff directly down into your mouth. It's not like it's plugged into the front of your throat, like one of those things you have when, you're, when you've been smoking too much. No, no, it's an extra tube that goes into your mouth and goes down the same way as the food pipe. It's just separate. It's got a separate feed. I suppose really it's like having a separate diet. It's like if you had a normal, uh, nothing wrong with your food tubes at all, it's just you got someone to split them into two. So you had them, um, uh, so that your throat was designed a, a bit like your nose, which already is. There's already two nostrils in your throat, if I understand correctly. Uh, one for air and one for food. Well, if you were to further subdivide the food pipe uh, into new stuff and into extras and Reruns. Uh, that'll be a bit like my podcast. There's the current new podcast feed uh, from which you're getting this, and there's the extras and reruns feed, which you subs- can subscribe to for lots more. Uh, except if you've heard them before, it's lots, lots less. Uh, but we all get the idea. That's why you don't all have the second pipe, because uh, the second pipe isn't necessarily of use to everyone. That's like the. Uh, it's like if we were. It's like a way everyone's born with tonsils and with. 
for our appendix and we don't need them. Thank Christ we're not born with an extra food pipe that we don't need. Uh, but technology has advanced to the stage where if we want one, we can have it, as long as we have the resources to get it. And I've done my best to make that available. Uh, anyway, happy anniversary, me. You've been listening to Neil tell you stories about cats, probably. Neil talks a lot about cats. Send your topic suggestions to studio at interyourhead.com. Into your head.